0: Welcome to Partner Ops Partner. I'm your host, Aaron Howerton, and this week it looks a little different if you're watching on YouTube, which I don't think anybody is. Uh, I'm filming at night, so the lighting looks different, the space looks different. It's Sunday evening, I'm getting ready for week three, and it's just on my mind. So because I run my podcast and it's my podcast, here I am recording at night, getting ready to go into week three. Last week, I talked about the difference between the junior operational role and uh, the more senior, mid-level, whatever level you want to call this, that I'm going into now. Mainly, we talked about the difference between the junior level role being that you get to come in and pick up structured processes. So you're coming in, you're getting trained, things are being handed off to you, you have uh, something to follow, process to do. There's there's work to be done, uh, kind of layered on top of your onboarding work. That keeps you busy, and and the main pull for the first like month or three months is just making sure that process makes sense to you, making sure you pick up um, the runs whenever you need to do the runs, and making sure that the uh, like the task work is really being managed well. Now, the difference between that role and this one is that that one tends to pick up recurring process. Uh, this one is more about active projects. That means that the work tends to be more nebulous, a little bit more nuanced in terms of what it is we're trying to carry. The deliverables are more collaborative as opposed to entirely focused on what I might bring. In a in a production role, for example, you're, you're just focused on the things that you're responsible for and you've got a very detailed list. Here, in a more senior role that's more strategically focused, you don't always have that. And it doesn't matter that these highly collaborative responsibilities are with people you don't know. You still have a responsibility to get involved uh, to figure out where to lean in and for understanding. So coming into two full weeks for me uh, at the end of two, full weeks, coming into the third week, the onboarding content is starting to run dry. I finished basic onboarding stuff last week. You know, there's always those, um, Hey, welcome to the company. Here's our trainings on, um, all the, all the basic stuff that you might expect. Right? Here's our security and compliance training. Here's sensitivity training. Um, here's sexual harassment training, right? All the check marks that they mark for compliance to make sure you understand the language of the organization, right? I, I got through a lot of that last week. I think all of that's done, all the mandatory stuff within the LMS. And then there's the onboarding checklist that I have to go through and pretty much most of that as well. And then the, uh the uh, team specific onboarding checklist that i'm getting is i'm working through that as well and that one is basically just giant list of names of people that i need to meet i'm also midway through sales onboarding i'll start demo certification this week in fact i'll start tomorrow i'm very excited about that because i haven't got to do any like real demo stuff in a while and i just really like to do that um but all my checklists and my pre-structured activities these are nearing the end. So I still have a few things to work on. There's, I have to set up uh, my product. I've got a, I have got get a sample product that I get to put on my own vehicle, uh, set that up, get an instance and play around with that. Um, I need to complete the demo training. That's gonna happen this week. Maybe a few more HR items. But going forward, it's almost entirely my game. So let's talk about what that means. Now going back to this 90 day plan, this book that I'm reading, this book is so chock full of ideas and concepts. It's, it's meant to be this recurring reference, I think, throughout the first 90 days. I would say I'm reading through it, and it's not like a week-by-week plan. It can't do that. It doesn't know your role. So it goes up a level. And because of that, it's a lot of theoretical and strategical mindset. And I probably need to speed up my reading on this book to be able to get more out of it and apply it as I go. So that's one of my goals for the week is to actually read harder through that book and make sure I'm not leaving opportunities or nuggets behind that could be useful for me right now. Beyond that, right, that's my personal, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read some more, try to get ahead a little bit further in that book. The other thing for though is that driving connection, it's kind of up to me. I've got a really great list of names. Now, this is not something you will always have in an organization, but um, my manager has gone above and beyond to give me a list of all the people and all the names that I'm gonna need to contact with because she recognizes the highly cross-functional nature of the work that she's asking me to do. So I've got that name. I've got the contacts and it's, but it's going to be on me. She gave me the list. It's up to me to go build those meetings out. Now I'm competing with a very busy time of year. I think that could be said for almost every company though, right? Like I think the flow of this company, this is a particularly busy season for strategic planning, fiscal years coming up, blah, blah, blah. But that's always true of something at the company. I actually have have yet to start at a company where they're really like, well, I take that back. A few years ago, I started at a company called M-Files, which is a phenomenal company, great people. And um, In the summer, at that point, things really slowed down because the European holiday season kicked in with the nice weather and it just was slow. But outside of that, I can't think of a real time when you're getting into a company where it's not going to be busy. So there's competition for attention. And I have a list of 30 names, I think, roughly, of people I need to meet to develop the understanding and begin to build those relationships that I'm going to need to drive projects. And I have a choice. I It would be super easy for me just to draw these out, kind of be like, oh, your schedule was really tight. I'm trying to be respective. It would be very, very easy for me to do that, very justified. but. It's critical, in my opinion, that I get these meetings on the books as soon as possible. Uh, One, to push through the list and make sure that I get that done and I don't drag my feet on meeting people. I've been in a couple of situations getting into partner ops where That's been hard Um, and it it really is on you if you want to accelerate your career and move ahead, you need to take ownership of building those relationships. Don't wait on your boss to do it. Don't wait on someone to invite you to do it. Just set up some calls, set up some one-on-ones and go in eager to learn. Two is that there are active projects flying right now that I'm picking up. So I'm coming into an organization. Once again, the difference between a junior role and a senior role in this case is that what I am picking up are active efforts, active collaborative projects and change management that are underway right now. So I can't afford to just sit back on my laurels and hope these things go forward. I was hired because they need people to somebody to take this on and, and continue to refine it and move it forward. So it's critical I get through the meetings because I need that work one, right? The work of being asked to do this thing, I need that off my plate so I can focus on these other projects, but also I need to build the bridges that help me get these projects done. So that's critical, right? Now, my priorities this week, coming into week three, again, knowing it's week three, knowing that we're tapering off the standard onboarding, this is where the transition happens, where I start to take ownership of my role, um, ownership of what I'm doing for the company. So I'm going to be pushing through connection meetings as a priority, Uh, particularly around active projects. There are active meetings that are happening every week. I've had some really good calls last week, understanding the ebb and flow of process and business and how things change and who does what. I need to continue to get refinement on that and set those systems meetings. So those are my top priorities right now are going to be systems meetings, uh, systems teams and and uh, Salesforce developers, IT teams, whoever I need to get in contact with, I've got the names. Um, I'm going to be getting a handle on those and making sure I ask every person, walk me through the process as you understand it because I need to understand how they all view it to see how aligned they are and where I need to be aware of gaps filling in that kind of stuff. Who expects what from me in my seat? Um, I want to also get a solid grasp of the partnership models in play. Not that, you know, partnership models, uh, they vary from company to company, but they fall into large buckets. It's routine. They, they kind of hit large rhythms and stuff, but there's the language of the business. so. For me, translating what I think about when I think about RSVs and resellers or referral partners into the language of the company that I'm at now, how do they break down resellers? When they say referral, what do they mean? Is that what I think it means? Is that what it means in the industry, right? So I'm breaking down the language and the vernacular of where I'm at. I really want to end this week with a really solid grasp. On all of that, I think I'm in a good spot. Honestly, I'm moving that direction already. Even as I talk about this, I'm struggling to not drop all the different proprietary things, right? And I'm, I i think just for everybody knows, um, I am trying really hard to keep a lot of that behind the curtain just because it's a company and I've signed agreements. And it's not I'm not really here to talk about the company specifically because that's not the point of the podcast right now. The point is I'm kind of walking you through my 90-day journey. So I hope that doesn't make you mad. Um, The other thing is, I really want to get three to five workflows completely mapped out. I started one last week. It's very difficult to stop and break down a workflow. Um, I will say, huge takeaway for me from Atlassian, the value of visual workflow. I've already known that. That's what's crazy, right? Like You know these things, and then you get into different habits and different practices, and people have maybe different demands, and you get out of the practice. Uh, And then when you get back into it, you're like, God, geez, man. And so it has actually been way too long since I've sat down and mapped out process. And I'm like, this is brilliant it's all i want to do now so i'm working on mapping out workflows literally for everything like here's an active project here's workflows they've already mapped out i'm going to remap them just for learning here's the process for how we move things from you know intake into project i'm going to map that process out and document that out this week to help make sure i understand what i've been told by different people and then if there's discrepancies i can just pull up what i'm building and show people this is what i was shown or just what i was told is accurate um, found their workflows modeling the way they model. So, I want to get through that. So, uh, pushing through connection hirings, active project takeover, partnership understanding, continuing that knowledge, and then workflows mapped. Those are my top priorities. I'm going to end this week with a gratitude. We're at 10 minutes. I'm going to end this week with a gratitude. Uh, this is something I am picking up from my good friend, uh, Jesse, over from Little Scratch. If you happen to want to listen to me twice a week, don't know why um, you could listen to me on Little scratch where I hang out with Adam and Jesse once a week and we talk about all kinds of things, uh, largely built around our relationships in partnerships, our efforts to build in public and transparently and kind of feel like we're starting over. Uh, one of the practices we have is gratitudes. How many times have I said the word gratitudes right now? Probably too many. This week, I am grateful that I am in a role that I think I get to use nearly the entirety of my professional experience for the first time since I started working. I started working at an insurance, uh, insurance risk remiss company, risk management information services company as a database administrator. I spent two and a half years as a claims manager, field claims manager, managing uh multi-line claims, went back to the remiss and I've been in software ever since. I've never been able to use insurance knowledge at work, Until now, because of the structure of Samsara and who we partner with and what we do. So now that first five years of professional experience has been gapped for almost a decade. Golly, that sounds like a long time. That is finally in play. And I get to leverage that information into my partnerships experience, plus all the startup and SaaS in the mid years. Like, finally, it just feels like everything's come together. Um, So all of that knowledge can finally come to bear and help me be successful in what I'm doing. And I'm personally, whatever forces may come about, whatever it is, I'm grateful for that opportunity. uh, Because I nerded out with the director of our insurance partner program. We just nerded out for like a half hour in our first meeting about insurance stuff. And that was fun. And I haven't got to do that in a while. Uh, So yeah, so that's my gratitude. Thanks for listening. Uh, 12 minutes in. I hope you have a great week. I hope that you come back next week. I would really love to hear from you in a message on LinkedIn. Uh, or if you've got my cell phone on the text. um, What do you like about this? What do you not like? What do you wish I did more of? What do you wish I did less of? Anything that you're wanting from this? Or do you just think it's entertaining? So you're willing to give me 10 to 15 minutes because you've got nothing better to do. That is also fine. I don't mind. Thanks for coming. Until we talk again, or for the first time, good luck partnering.